0: I remember you planning out our games a lot. Games? Okay, okay, maybe I've always been strategic. <laughs> I'm, I was born to be a scientist,
1: I've yes. always had
0: it. Everyone has it in the memory. But you especially. Now that they live in different cities, Sarah connects with her scientist Emily through Skype to talk about Emily's new life as a biochemistry PhD student. Oh god, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> so much pressure. Too much pressure. Alright, my name's Sarah, and this is my friend Emily. Say hi, Emily. Hello.
1: (laughs) a professional scientist, hello.
0: Introduce yourself.
1: Hi, my name's Emily, and I am currently a PhD student.
0: I love your posters on the wall. (laughs) Me too. What have you got? Muse and... Muse. (laughs) Muse and muse. (laughs) Cool. Oh, it's all... New CD covers. I haven't got posters on my wall. I've got pictures, like, photos of everyone I love. You're on there lots. Do you want to tell how we met? We went to the same kindy,
1: so back when we were four years old.
0: Mm -hmm. I think we met before that. I reckon we met in preschool and we were, like, three.
1: Yeah, in, like, playgroup. Okay, so when we were three years old, I don't really remember back that far. But (laughs) technically we've known each other for 19, 20 years.
0: Somehow, yeah. we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> <laughs> what are you studying, Emily?
1: My PhD focuses on the area of biochemistry.
0: Yeah. What does
1: that mean? We look at smaller details about what goes on inside the body. Yeah. Down to the point where we look at what happens inside cells. Because
0: you're looking at the proteins and the DNA and things like that. Well, what about your project, though? What are you looking at?
1: Big picture. I guess ultimately trying to characterize or figure out what this protein called SIM2 does because we don't know a lot about it at this stage. So I want to try and figure out basically the biology of how it works, uh, how it affects development, and then also what, what functions it might have uh, later on in life as well.
0: So are you looking at humans?
1: In my lab, we generally use, we tend to use mice as a model. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the function of it within mice, and then you can relate that back to humans how because how? mice and humans are fairly similar, similar enough that you can relate things.
0: What do, what do you do after, once you've got your PhD? I know it's a few years away, but what's the plan?
1: <laughs> uh, well, ideally get a job in a lab working as a, a postdoc, the first job that you get after a PhD. Um, I'd like to go overseas because the job opportunities are probably a little better and uh, you get a lot more experience. You get to meet new people and potentially, you know, make collaborations that you can keep with you for the rest of your scientific career. This is the plan at this stage. It's a bit broad. I'll be able to narrow it down closer to the time when I finish.
0: Whereabouts overseas do you want to go?
1: At this stage, I'm tossing up between somewhere in Europe, probably England or possibly America.
0: Is it just like the the career draw card in those countries or is there other things that attract you to those countries too?
1: Oh, there's definitely other things. <laughs> I've
0: wanted
1: to travel to Europe for a long time now and it's, I guess if you're in England it's very easy to travel to all of the other European countries and again America I've wanted to travel to for a little while now, so
0: Disneyland.
1: A lot more, yeah. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> So yeah, it makes it a lot more convenient if you're working in those countries. <laughs> yeah.
0: What drew you to it? To science? Yeah. What was the attraction?
1: It's going a long way back now. Um
0: I imagine that draw card is still there. It's what keeps you going whether you realise it or not at the moment. Yeah, I guess it, it's just the fact that
1: I I like to study so much and I guess I, I like learning things all the time and I guess that's what science is all about we're constantly learning new things every day Mm -hmm. whether we it or not.
0: I um, I had someone say to me the other day that scientists know everything well how (laughs) would you react to that? Yeah
1: that's what a lot of people think they tend to think that you're a scientist so yeah you know everything and they can ask you a question about anything and you should know which it's definitely not the case Especially at the moment because I'm focusing so hard on biochemistry. My general science knowledge is
0: not the best. I do get that a lot though. I think one of the cool things about science is that even even where you're an expert in your field in biochemistry, you never have all the questions answered, right? No, of course not. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> asking new ones.
1: Yeah.
0: That's really cool. Apart from people assuming you know everything about anything. How do people generally react when you tell them that you're a scientist or a biological scientist at that?
1: Uh, probably the immediate response is well, you must be really
0: smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, for uh, laughing at just that.
1: they might ask about what does being what do you do as a
0: biological scientist, I guess? Do you think you fit or break any traditional scientist stereotype? (laughs) Um, Well,
1: if traditional scientist stereotypes, by that you mean the crazy scientist with the lab coat and the glasses and the crazy hair, then yeah, I kind of break all of them. Being a scientist is not always about being in the lab and wearing a lab coat and glasses. There is a lot of other research type stuff that you do, reading into papers that have been published and planning experiments and stuff like that, which are things that I think people don't realise, go into being a scientist.
0: You know how you said you kind of break the stereotype. Do you feel like in your field you are breaking that stereotype or that that stereotype even exists, or are you kind of the norm?
1: Yeah, I don't think that the general idea of a scientist, that stereotype, is I don't think that's true at all. I'm fairly similar to a lot of people that I work with, so... Can't really think of a general stereotype for scientists mm-hmm. except for the fact that we all love to learn and we ask lots of questions.
0: Is being a female a minority as well, or
1: definitely not amongst like honours and PhD students at the moment? Actually, I think we're probably the majority among the staff at university. For the scientists, they're mainly males, but I think that that will start changing now because there are a lot of females like I said, studying PhDs and will be getting out there and working as scientists
0: in the next few years. Oh, cool. How has the last few years sort of training as a scientist changed the way that you think about and maybe view the world and like things that aren't necessarily related to science, tasks or things? You're a hard question again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it just makes me think more logically. It makes me think more about how things work and why we do things a certain way. What is the best way to do things as well?
0: Have you always liked logical thinking like that or is that something you feel like you've recently, like in the last five years or so, come to love? Yeah, no,
1: it's probably recently. I don't think before that I would have been conscious of that.
0: I don't know. I remember you planning out our games a lot so okay, maybe I've always been strategic. <laughs> I was born to be a scientist. I've yes. always had it. <laughs> Everyone has it in the memory. <laughs> but you especially. <laughs> Have you got something in your scientific career, I guess, that you're most proud of? Well, um, I was
1: really proud of just my overall effort for honours last year. I did really well in all of the components, Mm -hmm. all the get fantastic results or anything like that. I still worked hard.
0: Is it about getting fantastic results then? No.
1: No, I learnt a lot. That's probably the biggest thing, actually. I learnt more about how to think as a scientist and what is actually involved in being a scientist in the scientific process and how we go about planning and carrying out experiments to answer questions.
0: Does science, like, run in the family, or is uh, you forging a new pathway? Oh, my God, it goes! <gasps> Uncle Dean! It yeah. just occurred to me.
1: <laughs> okay, well, one of my uncles is actually a scientist. He uh, trained as a PhD student over in America, and he now does uh, science shows around, mainly around Australia now, um, for primary school students.
0: Yeah, or well, he had a TV show, didn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, he did too. It was the curiosity show back in, I don't know
0: what that would have been. The 80s I think it was the 80s. Yeah. I remember watching one of his videos of him putting a chicken to sleep by, like, stroking its head. That might not have been him. That might have been his partner. But that was hilarious. And <laughs> standing on the tables turned upside Balloon. down on balloons. Yeah. That was great. I was <laughs> super jealous cuz you and your brother got to be volunteers. Yeah, well, because of be safety reasons. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: My favorite was always freezing things in, the, in liquid nitrogen and then dropping them on the ground and they smash.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um do you have a, a least favorite part of the scientific process?
1: Yeah, probably going through an experiment, doing everything, and then finding out at the end it hasn't worked, which is quite common in science. Things often work for don't work for reasons you can't explain, or you have to think about it for ages to figure out why it hasn't worked, and then go back and change things to try and get it to work the next time.
0: So it's a frustrating process sometimes.
1: Yeah, it can be a little bit.
0: Yeah. What other things do you do, like, apart from science?
1: I do enjoy playing piano, and (laughs) apart from that, I enjoy little things like reading, catching up with
0: friends and family. (laughs) Every Saturday night at the nightclub, sending me Snapchats. (laughs) Yeah. I need to relax. (laughs) Absolutely, I love it. So your work has impacted on the time you have to socialise and play guitar and piano and things like that. Well, particularly last
1: year and I guess at the moment when I'm doing my PhD, it takes up a lot of time um, and also take like, a lot of your thoughts as well. So not only the time while you're at uni but the time that you spend at home, you think a lot about what you're doing. Um, so it has impacted a fair bit. Bit on yeah, my social life and my other interests. I guess, like I said, I don't have as much time to actually play piano and tar and even just read something that's not scientific. And I guess in terms of seeing friends and family, that's much more restricted as well. Um, but I guess that would probably also come with having a full time job, which this is kind of like having a full time job now anyway. But not to say that I i'm not happy about that because i do really love what i do i
0: don't mind that it takes up a lot Mm -hmm. of my time yeah uh it's been really really good talking to you emily
1: thank you
0: Thanks to Sarah and Emily for sharing their conversation from August 2014 in Canberra and Adelaide, Australia. Follow at MySigScientist on Twitter and like MySignificantScientist on Facebook to stay updated about the latest conversations between scientists and the people who know them.